Podcasting 2.0 for May 6, 2022, episode 84. All aboard to onboard. That's exactly what we'll be talking about today. Onboarding, Podcasting 2.0. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the official board meeting of Podcasting 2.0 every single week. The Pod Sage and myself, we, we break it all down, uh, try to give you a report on what's happening with Podcasting 2.0, with the podcast standards, the new namespace, and of course, everything happening at podcastindex.social. I'm Adam Curry here in the heart of the Texas Hill Country and in Alabama, my partner in crime, the man so wise they name him Sage. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend on the other end, Mr. Dave Jones. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yes. That's uh, the guy with the hardest to spell name in the history of of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Why do I know this name? What do, what, where do I know this guy from? Yeah, he's the so, the uh, Soviet oh, he's, dif- the, dissident. Yeah, okay, yes, okay. Yeah, I've been reading his uh, speech uh, that he delivered at Harvard, like the Harvard commencement speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite good. I uh, just happened to be sitting on my desk, and so I, I remembered uh, I, I remembered that I've tried to type his name 17 times this week and never gotten it right a single time. And and was there anything relevant to podcasting 2.0 with Alexander and his uh, his writings? Absolutely not. Oh, good. Nope. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> At least we know we're starting off on a good foot. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, onboarding is it this week. Okay. Crazy. Crazy onboarding, for me personally, at least. The um, first... The, Oh, and there's Tell my me. dog. Yeah. Um, the first one is uh, a show from the Netherlands uh, called The Jensen Show, <laughs> uh, loosely translated to The Jensen Show. And this is, uh, uh, it's a podcast. He also does a video version, but he puts it, it, it was podcast first, then he's still kind of audio first. Uh, and he's, I've known him for 25 years from the Netherlands and he was very had a couple of very successful uh television shows he he ran radio stations did morning shows very um kind of uh by himself in his own little stratosphere and also you know, people don't know a lot about him um you know it's, a, it's a kind of atypical for a, for a DJ and so he was a DJ. He wasn't like management or whatever. No, no, he was a DJ, but he also did run radio, the radio stations, and you know, this all okay. DJ, all DJs eventually do that and then hate it. <laughs> you know, it's nah, like, yeah, hey, right. man, I can run this thing better than the than the MD or the PD, and then you run it, and you're like, and everyone hates you, and like, oh, screw it, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, right. But he also did a number of talk shows, and I've been on his talk show many times. Always funny. I mean, the guy is hilarious. He did a whole. Th- he did a very controversial series. Which, and he all produces all this stuff himself. His shows, everything, he always produces himself. Um, in 2015, he uh, came to the States and went all across America talking about Trump and trying to understand where it was coming from. So he came to see me in Austin as well. Anyway, um, when he uh, after that, he started yet another talk show, and it was a more conservative uh, tint, conservative guests. You know, they don't really have Republicans and Democrats in the Netherlands. You have multiple mm-hmm. parties, but for sure it's a socialist country. So it's very, it's left leaning and the media is, is just, there's, there's no room for anything right. else. And so, and it was very, um, it was very much discussed. You know, the ratings weren't super huge. They kind of put it in a weird time slot on a weird station, you know, between U68 and U70. There you are. There's, there's your signal. Um, and so he eventually is that like UHF? Yeah, pretty, or, okay, <laughs> as uh, as an analogy. 
uh, but his time slot was no good. And so he said, screw this, screw the mainstream media, and he started his own podcast. And I, and I, I talked to him for quite a lot. This was during right around the pandemic starting. And I explained value for value. And so he started with value for value, and he never looked back. And but you know, and a lot of it was he he does focus a lot on video and you know so he he saw what was happening YouTube was starting to to shadow ban him so he pulled everything off YouTube put up his own stuff on his own server mm-hmm. um, uh, was still you know doing the podcast uh, as a companion uh, and then Spotify kicked him off Spotify and unbeknownst to me he was using Anchor as his host. Retro, so they deleted his feed, deleted all the files, done. And I noticed this because I, you know, he does like three shows a week and three or four. And he got deleted. So he got deleted. Deleted. Absolutely deplatformed. He's (laughs) clearly, clearly a a a a Russian uh, disinformation agent. Yes, obviously. Yes. Oh, carrying water for Putin. Oh, there was when he was doing that podcast. It was when he just started. It was very controversial. There was even a news article. That the army had been investigating. For some reason, the military division of the government had been investigating his podcast. God Almighty! <laughs> so he's one of us, uh, Dave. He's uh, he, uh, he's a pirate. You know, he, he he gets it. He's a great program, uh, you know, producer. And right. um, and so he got completely deleted. And I noticed it because I I was like, hey, where's the show? I don't see the show. And then I go to his website. And I see that there's been two episodes since I haven't gotten an update, and I figure out pretty quickly. Oh, all right, so I see what's happening. And someone, people started pinging me on uh, actually interesting on, on podcastindex.social, which seems to be more active than Twitter for me. Um, and uh, so I call him up. I said, "Bro, what's going on?" Oh, and he explains the story. So well, we we need to immediately get you going. He says, "Yeah, but the problem is I can't go with the hosting company because they cut off the hosting. You know, it's like yeah. and." What am I going to do when I need, you know, I have a server and he has, he has, that he has all set up for his video files and everything. So he has that cost under control and he has a partnership with a company he trusts. And there are a lot of cool people and certainly in the Netherlands that you can trust with your bandwidth and your server. Uh, see no agenda also running from, uh, basically Void Zero running it from the northern of, uh, part of Holland. Um, and I say, well, then, We'll, we're going to set you up right, man. We're going to do you 2.0 all the way. And I said, you're going to use Sovereign Feeds. Uh, oh, yeah. Before you onboarded somebody to Stephen Right Bell. to Sovereign Feeds, you bet. And um, so he does have one one guy who, who who does all of the, you know, kind of the mechanics of the production. So I work with him. And it was really interesting to see someone go from a completely managed solution, which an anchor is pretty good for, you know, the interface, the UX is understandable. To go to that to um, uh, sovereign feed, and you know, struggle a little bit with okay, what is all this stuff? This is new to me. Uh, he yep. did he didn't fill out the GUID, so that well, that was an issue upon ingesting. Um, uh, he did, you know, and Podping was it was very. He sent me a something wasn't working. It was actually a bug, which we tracked down pretty quick thanks to Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sent me a, a, a screen recording of what he was doing with Podping, and it was really interesting. You know, the disconnect is is so obvious. You know, so he would hit save, hit Podping, then hit create RSS, <laughs> and then upload it. So you're completely the wrong sequence. In the backwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. you know, all of the it was just fascinating to watch. Now, of course, I I explained it to him, walked him through it, and but the conversely, the oh wow factor 
when he said, oh, shit, it, it's already in the index. And they said, yeah, no, grab one of these apps. He said, oh, my God, this is really cool. I don't have to, like, talk to all these fucking apps and get them to add my uh, my shows. And nope. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to wait. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to wait and cross your fingers. Or or register, you know, register yeah. like, you know, like you do with Apple. And uh, I said, so are we on Apple? So no, absolutely not. But you can resubmit to Apple or people can add it manually. Okay. Um, and he said, this is great. This is, this is, this is more what I want. He said, this is, this is like pirating. This is cool. Uh, and he's bringing a quite a large audience, several million. Oh, wow. That's oh, no, he's a lot. Big. He's big. He's very, very big. Um, and, uh, and, you know, once this is kind of stable, so they've had to recreate, they put in four episodes in their feed. Once this is stable, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, they have their update process because, you know, they actually want to talk to Steven about, putting in a web hook or something to upload to their server. And so I'm, I'll, I'll connect all that when the time is due. This is, this is what I've been hoping would happen. Yeah. That's a neat idea. Yeah. Or FTP yeah. even for all or SFTP, whatever, whatever you use. Um, they, so they, they sound like they kind of know, maybe not know what they're doing as far as, far as RSS goes, but they have the technical know how to get it done. The, yes. Exa- and, and the drive, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, the drive, yeah. the, motivation. the yeah. motivation is there. Yeah, so it, it, but it was really uh, an for me a very enjoyable process to go through and to see someone who really was in dire straits and was saying, "Hey, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what to do here." And you know, I, I I got the video stuff under control, but I don't know how to get into these podcast apps. And you know, mm-hmm. you know so um, next is uh, you know, as I said, once we stabilize, then it's going to be uh, value for value. And, uh, and yeah. but now here's what I liked a lot because that those two things is is what they knew about me. Um, the index, you know, is where you go where you can't be canceled, uh, and then the um, censorship resistant uh, payment mechanism that is built into it. Right. What okay. was interesting, he says, "Hey, how do I do this chapter thing?" You see what I'm saying? You on, uh, you can you onboard someone with something that's really obvious to them, even though they have no idea how it works, and then they are exposed to all these other features. It looks like uh, that that's that's what you would call call in the biz cross selling. <laughs> well, my point is, look how many people we've onboarded with value for value. Who you know, if you use. Any of our apps, almost any of them have value for value. They also have chapters. Many have transcripts. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these these uh, namespace features are available in them. And my point is, as as production people, they just want to get up and running. Okay, so what you know over that value thing? That's what we're going to work on next. Okay, what is this chapters? How do I do that? Okay, stop the show. Stop the um, show. Yes, stop the show. The the our feed is broken. Our feed is broken. Yes. Do you know about this? No. What did I? I updated it. What is broken about it? Uh, you. I think you're going to have to go back to Sovereign Feeds. Yes. And and like save it again or whatever. It's publish it again or however that works because it's. Uh, I'm looking. It's it's broken. It says uh, error on line 45 at column eight. Start tag invalid element name. And then, oh, uh, I see it too. Okay, yeah, hold on a second. Stephen B said he introduced a bug and he just did a code revert. Oh, okay. Well, good. So, but but I have to. Um, okay, hold on a second. Revert. 
uh, he did a code. Okay, there's there's something I need to teach people. You don't. Uh, no, you I, don't. I, I, let me, you let me, don't. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> don't do it right before the show. Don't do it before the show. During the show, <laughs> this is all. Not, so I have to reload the page, right? Yeah. Yeah. So d- this is not. This is not good. Don't do that. Okay. Hold on a second. Hello, everybody. It is now Saturday. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Stephen B says, man, my butt crack is sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes on uh, on, on trying to fit. We, we were running with scissors and, yep, someone's eye got poked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the feed. It fell down in the feed. It went straight through the feed. Yes. And and I love that I was just pontificating about the onboarding process. This is so fantastic. <laughs> this this kicks ass. Let's bring in our guest into the boardroom, who's been waiting very patiently for the for the past. Uh, what are we now? Well, for for quite a while. Um, uh, fits perfectly with this onboarding uh, theme for today. Uh, please welcome the uh, founder, uh, creator, uh, head honcho. Uh, all-round nice guy for Fountain.fm, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Oscar Mary, who is muted, <laughs> who is muted, <laughs> who has muted him. There you go. Hello, Oscar. Hey, Adam. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Oh, good. <laughs> just, just to add to the malaise, now, now you have a crappy connection. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it just cleared yep. up. It cleared up. Come closer to the mic, my friend. Come on in. Can you hear me? Yeah, he's got it. Yes. You, you might want to reconnect, Oscar. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you you, you have, can't hear me. Yeah, you've you've got some kind of uh, RoboCop thing going on. There we go. Hey, Dave, this is great. Welcome, yes. welcome to the future. <laughs> hey guys, uh, there you go. Hey, hey Oscar, how are you doing? Yeah, much yeah. better. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're good. So- sorry about this malaise that we put you through. Oh no, that's all good. Do you know what's funny? I was just thinking while was, all of that was happening about the first week that we actually launched Fountain. And I remember because something very similar happened, which at the time just was so awful for for me, which was we submitted the app to Apple. And I think you very kindly talked about Fountain on No Agenda for the first time. Yeah. And just before you did that, we uh, submitted a new version to Apple, which had a bug in it. Which basically oh, I, I remember didn't, this. Mm-hmm. It didn't allow anyone to send a boost. Um, oh. And it was just so gutting that the day that you were talking about us for the first time, we'd broken the entire app. So yeah, this stuff happens <laughs> and it's very painful, but you know, you get through it. Yes. Yeah. Well, don't worry. There will be many more times uh, I can uh, I can promote the app for sure. <laughs> uh, Oscar, man, it's uh, you know, before we start talking about anything, I I, I want to say it was really nice hooking up with you at the um, at the Bitcoin conference which you came in for. Yeah, it was great to meet you too. Shame, Dave, you couldn't be there, but it's always so good to meet people in person, and especially being over here in the UK. It doesn't happen too often. So yeah, hopefully we can do it again soon. Did you do, uh, so what What did you learn? Did you uh, connect with any people? Was there any business to be done? I mean, how was that conference for you? Yeah, it was great. I mean, the main thing was just to meet people for the first time. I feel like over the past year, every single person that we've interacted with has been over a call. So it was just good to meet yeah. people in person, meet podcasters, a lot of the Bitcoin podcasters we managed to have good conversations with, and also just meet our users, you know, meet people that were using the app every day. And it's always 
you know, we get a lot of bug reports and uh, that's a big part of talking to users. But it's nice when you're just talking to someone randomly at a conference and they say, oh, yeah, I use Fountain, use it every day, like, good jobs. Isn't that nice? Yeah, Yeah, that feels really good. It feels really good, yeah. So, yeah, it was a great conference and learned a lot, especially around the custodial versus non-custodial Bitcoin problem, which, you know, I think we're all managing to fly under the radar a little bit right now, but we're all going to have to deal with eventually. And it looks like, <laughs> it looks like, <laughs> but it looks like there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline that's going to really help and provide the, the tools that we need. So I'm really optimistic. Oh, about oh that. definitely. And it's nice to see that. So we have LNC formerly known as sea lightning. They're coming up with a solution. <clears throat> CLN. Uh, CLN. I'm sorry. Um, the breeze will be is working with them. Um, Voltage has uh, has released a lot of details about you know their uh, cloud based non custodial service. I mean, and the promise that I've that I've gotten is oh it'll be just like Gmail without the snooping. But the Gmail ease <laughs> of boom you fired up there's your wallet here's your keys lose them you're screwed uh, and and that's it. It's you know and then of course you'll you'll pay for that in fees from the Lightning service provider, which makes total sense. So I, I I think that's coming a lot sooner than uh, than later. Yeah, exactly. Really looking forward to that because ultimately people do want that non-custodial experience. Um, but right now, the onboarding for that kind of thing is is a bit too difficult for most people. What what surprised? So um, I want to play a clip. You may have seen it. Um, it's from the one of the most recent Joe Rogan episodes, and he has uh, Khalil Roundtree who's an MMA fighter <clears throat> and he's on the show and he went to the Bitcoin 2022 conference and his experience was to me personally so beautiful what what he learned about uh Bitcoin and about uh podcasting 2.0 uh that it re- I think it really showed that there's there's a, a huge audience and this is why I guess I was saying earlier that when someone comes in and they come in for um, you know, an an app that uh, that is that retrieves its data from the index. Uh, they come in maybe for well, possibly for value for value streaming payments, and they see all these other things that are possible. So it, to me, it's a great onboarding avenue for everything. And if someone comes in for chapters and sees value for value, that's awesome too. And I said the word awesome. Uh, <laughs> listen to this little bit from the actually about uh, two and a half minutes from the Joe Rogan show. I went to the Bitcoin conference in Miami this year and just got to see and hear some really, really cool things. And the people who are like pioneering this and, and really believing in, in Bitcoin specifically, not just like the whole world of cryptocurrency, but Bitcoin itself. Um, I haven't been excited about something like this in a really long time. And I'm not a finance guy. You know, like, really? I'm not a guy who grew up knowing about, you know, financial systems and, and networks and stock markets or anything. And now I'm finally at a point where I'm starting to be able to like see a future for myself and also a way to like people like me don't really have like generational wealth right and i don't understand i don't see how you know i can really create that through fighting alone so lately i've just been trying to understand more of like the the advancement of technology and kind of where we're headed from like a from like a currency and like money standpoint there's like a small fraction where i'm like okay i see Mm. how this works but then trying to uncover and like dive more into the whole 
system of how this can be implemented into just like daily society, I'm seeing more and more possibility and it's making me more and more secure on, hey man, I can actually finally have something that I own that's mine. Like whatever I earn is going to be mine and you can't touch it. Mm. <laughs> no one can right. touch it. Every from and there's a guy, uh, Adam Curry, who like, it's a good you, buddy of mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, 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 podcast index. Like his now they've created this thing where you, um, if you want to have your own platform and not worry about being taken down or censored or whatever, mm -hmm. and you can also get paid in satoshis, which are fractions of a bitcoin, from the supporters. So you can stream your sats. You don't have to buy bitcoin. You can create. A platform where, hey, I'm speaking. If I wanted to start one and I'm like, you know what? I don't have the money to actually buy Bitcoin, but I do have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. Subscribe to my podcast. And then my fans and my followers are streaming to me Satoshis just like they would on Instagram, like likes. Right. You get what I'm saying? So likes and replays and all that stuff is also a currency that people don't really look at it that way. But like yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these like companies that want to do business with me, it's like, oh, how many followers do you have? What's your Twitter engagement? What's your Instagram engagement? Oh, this video only got 70,000 plays. That's a form of currency because yes. that's like looked at as, you know, my value and my worth on whether or not you're going to work with me or not. I thought this was a phenomenal uh, analogy at the end there with uh, Satoshis and likes and follows and stuff like that. I, I was blown away by how perceptive that is. Yeah, that, that, that was a big thing. Uh, for me, when he talked about the uh, the likes and all that e all that stuff that goes into the ecosystem as currency, because I'd never really thought about it like that before. And no. I mean, it is, it, it, but it it's a currency that doesn't have like it has a social value, but it doesn't have well, you could, sort what of he, a monetary value. Well, what he was saying is that for him in the advertising world, in the sponsorship world, that's currency. Okay, you have this many followers, this mm. many mm -hmm. likes on these videos. So, but, you know, you're worth this much to us to promote our product. The the inverse or the reverse of the or the other side of that is podcasting 2.0, where those likes are actually money. So you don't have to yeah, you don't have yeah. to add the sponsorship part in. Well, see, I think that like if you go back to something that Cridlin said a long time ago, and I, at the time, at the time, I, I understand. I'm not sure how he meant it necessarily, but I think I understand. I think I understand the concept a little bit better now, or I'm able to sort of adapt it to this concept after hearing that, that he, he was calling, um, he kept saying that you, it's easier to talk to people if you talk about an internet token rather than a Bitcoin or a Satoshi or a, all this right, kind of right, right. Yes. I do remember I, that. Yeah. And I, I can see that this sort of fits that framework. It's, it's, I mean, still ultimately, eventually you'll have to know what's going on underneath, you know, but but there's there is the sense that you have a like a there's a there's a representation of some sort of value there and and it's always been there and people understand that there's value in whatever this number represents on on in a digital way on the internet mm -hmm. and now now we've just attached actual if you you go underneath it detach the the social, you know, ickiness and swamp from <laughs> yeah. it and attach real, 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 real value, yeah. yeah, real money. And now you've kind of changed the game. It, it's, it, that was just astonishing to me. And, and, you know, I think the, the app coming closest to understanding this 
even though uh, the launch of the feature was somewhat controversial, is indeed uh, Fountain. So, Oscar, your thoughts? Do you mean in terms of the podcast onboarding or the public? Yeah, I'm actually very very interested in that part is – well, so one is just the value of Sat- do you do you feel that people are seeing the the disconnecting when they're when they're boosting, boostergramming, commenting, are they disconnecting from the value and seeing it more as points, tokens, likes, etc.? Uh does the podcaster feel the same way? Um does that make any sense? Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. I actually think that the fact that it's money and that there's value attached to it is is really important and i think listeners know that i think podcasters know that and that's what makes the experience so much more powerful if you compare receiving a comment on something like youtube or a tweet you know having that those exact same words but tied to real value and money even if it's not a large amount i think it's a very different thing and i think that's why uh, listeners enjoy sending boosts and sending that value. And that's why podcasters like receiving them, um, even if it's uh, not that much at the moment. So I think the the money part of it is really important. One thing I do think, though, is whether in the future it's always labeled as Bitcoin or whether we just give users the ability to toggle into whatever currency they choose. Obviously, we'll still use Bitcoin as the payment system, but I think some users are still potentially put off by the fact that it's Bitcoin. Obviously, we're not. Um, no, I'm, I'm, so. I'm off. You mean like a translator? I think um, Curio, yeah. CurioCaster has that. Although I'd, I prefer like a wallet where you can see both. You know, it's like I like seeing Satoshi's uh, big number and then under, underneath it little, I like to see a dollar value. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the, the way to go. I, th- I think it makes total sense. Um, a lot of people, you know, can't do the conversion, don't know the conversion, aren't interested in the conversion, don't do conversions. And uh, and I, if anything, I was sending a, a 5,000 sat boost to, I think it was a new media show. And and in CurioCaster, it says, this is $1.81. I thought, Curry, you're, you're a stingy bitch, man. Stop that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. It works both ways. It, it does. It works both ways. It because it, on, sometimes you'll uh, send a massive boost and you won't realize how much you're actually paying in, in dollars or your local yep, currency. Exactly. Yeah. But then other there. times you'll send thousands <laughs> of sats and then you'll forget that actually, okay, that's not that much. So it will be interesting to have the option of both and, and compare which one leads to, yeah, a more income for the podcaster. How is, yeah, how is, I'm sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I've done, I've done that in both directions as well. And I've, I did that with uh, Intergalactic Boombox to Kyle at Bear the other day. And it's like, he read, he read it out on the show. I sent him, I forgot what I sent him, like a, I don't know, a, a 2000, some, 2112, of course. We know it was yeah. 2112. And then he, so he reads out my message on the show and he says, that's about 80 cents. And I was like, oh, don't you feel like a dirty? Heel? <laughs> yeah. It does feel that's dirty. A, so I immediately boosted him, you know, 12,000 sats. I was like, okay, all right, we're going to make up for this. But there's also been shows where I've lowered my streaming sats to 10 sats a minute. I'm like, that'll show you. <laughs> you suck. You suck. <laughs> How's the onboarding going, uh, Oscar? Because Fountain is unique in that you are onboarding podcasters. Uh, 
you help them. Uh, I have not run through the process myself. Maybe you can explain how it goes and uh, how it works and how it is actually working out. Yeah, happy to. So essentially, you can claim your podcast within Fountain. Um, we use the same technique as you guys do on Podcast the Wallet, where we just send you, we send an email to the email in the RSS feed. Just so now, are you, you sending that, or are you sending that, or is uh, the index sending that? We're we're sending that. Okay. And then we uh, partner with you guys to. Once you claim your show, if you don't have a value block already, uh, we will just um, update the value block in Podcast Index and basically just set you up with a Lightning Wallet and enable you to receive Sats straight away. Beautiful. And I think there's a there's a few pieces to this. One obviously is the technical part and just hiding everything from the podcaster so that it just looks like uh, it's it's just a one click process basically, and then you know, all of the data aggregation that we do on the back end in terms of analytics for income. So seeing, you know, obviously reading the messages because the value is as much in the message as it is in mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Um, and podcasters see that straight away when we talk about now, it. Do you have, as a pod, as a, um, a fountain on onboarded podcaster, do I have a, a screen that shows me all these statistics? I'd, I'd love to yeah. see a screenshot of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have essentially um, uh, your... It used to work. We used, it used to work a different way. So we used to have two wallets. So you'd have your listener wallet and your podcaster wallet. But we've actually just recently unified them. So mm-hmm. you have to associate your podcast with a Fountain user account. Mm-hmm. And then what you will see is a list of all of the incoming messages along oh, nice. with the SAT value. And then if it's a Fountain user that sent that boost, you'll be able to click through to their profile and see. Okay. You know, who are they following? What clips have they created? That kind of thing. You'll also be able to see which episodes have brought in the most and also who's been supporting you the most oh, over time. And you can, so you can, can, see, you, like, can you send money back to them, to their wallet? Yeah. Well, so in this latest update, yeah, That's you so can. Cool. That's cool. Because every Fountain user now has a Lightning address, which means that you can pay any Fountain user just with their Lightning address. I, ac- I actually Bitcoin tried that. Point. It works really well. Did, now, did you have to set up a separate service for that, or are you using a third party for the for the translation? Yeah, so we're using LMPay still, and massive shout-out to Tim. I mean, uh, he's just been so invaluable throughout this whole process. Um, but we're using LMPay, but we do have to set up a separate service uh, on top of that to right. manage the Lightning address request. And now that works with DNS text records, I believe? Yeah, exactly. So you can actually, you can do it just with your, um, you know, with your server without going into DNS. But yeah, it's actually not too complicated. I think in the future, every app will have a lightning address. The problem then becomes, if I have a lightning address for every app, uh, how do I manage them all? And, you know, maybe you want to log in to one app. Well, well, ultimately, I think the goal is every Every human resource is born and they're assigned a social security number. And here's your lightning note. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> you know, they, uh, so that's, an, that's interesting. One thing that stood out to me with the things y'all are doing over there is that you, like you admit, you contacted me and said, you know, we want to uh, proliferate. We, we want to create a, a podcaster wallet and then send that information back to the index. And 
I'm very appreciative of that because you could have easily built this service in house in a silo and it would have worked, you know, within Fountain, but you took the extra step to, you know, send that information back out to the world, to the index. And so that now, now if somebody has a podcaster wallet on, uh, on Fountain, then all the rest of the 2.0 apps can see it as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's. Wait, say a, that a again, great... Dave. Explain that again to me. Well, I mean, you know, if they're building, uh, if, if Oscar was building an in-house, he's building an in-house system for, uh, for wallet creation and that kind of thing. It could have been where it only worked internally. It was still lightning, but it would only work internally because, uh, he's just keeping pointers to wallets against the podcast URLs. Ah, okay. Instead, you know, he, when he, when a wallet gets created, it now gets that information, that wallet address, and splits, and everything gets sent back to the index. Ah, so all I see. The apps oh, see yes, yeah. That's of yeah. course that's what you want. Yes, yeah. But I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of people don't. Yeah, but think I would have gone way, over and there and wrung Oscar's neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I just appreciate, I appreciate that that you're thinking that you know that that way as as far as a community goes. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, and that's ultimately that's what podcasters want as well. You know, the every. Every podcast, as I'm sure you guys know, has been approached a thousand times by companies trying to set up, you know, some kind of service that only works within yep. their app. Yep. And, yep. you know, podcasters are bored of that. And the beauty of podcasting 2.0 and what we're doing is it works across every app. So no matter which app or hosting provider offers the service, they'll be able to say to the podcaster, this will work for all of your users, no matter which app that they uh, personally prefer. So I think that's the beauty of it. And, you know, that's why we're able to onboard new podcasters to value for value is because of that. So yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think it would work any other way. Now let's talk about onboarding of uh, users, listeners, uh, specifically to the 2.0 part. What is the a conversion of people just using the app. Um, how are you tackling that in the current? How the fuck do I do it? Environment. <laughs> uh, what What is your experience there? Yeah, so it's actually a very high proportion of our users that are actively using value for value and sending Sats. It's about forty five percent. So almost fifty percent of our users are se- sending Sats every week. That's um, big. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Not bad at all. We obviously we have a big, uh, you know, Bitcoin audience in terms of the shows that are uh, that people listen to on Fountain, but that is starting to branch out, and that's why we wanted <laughs> to build the podcaster wallet just so that we can make it easy for podcasters to uh, try it out. I would say, I mean, right now the guide that we have on our website is to use blue wallet we found that's the most intuitive it allows you to um buy bitcoin with apple pay directly in the app and then you can just send it back into fountain so that's our kind of go-to um obviously the cash app announcement was massive as well so i think it's it's still a struggle especially for people that are put off by bitcoin so you can send directly from cash app to uh to an lm pay lightning wallet yeah exactly so straight from cash app 
Um, we don't have uh, Cash App Lightning in the UK, so I haven't been able to. Uh, that. Of course, of there's it. there's that problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is that, by the way? What why, why is regulation? Is it because of regulation? Yeah, okay. money money so, transmitter regulations, all that stuff. Sure. So I've I've been hearing for a long time that the UK regulations around uh, Bitcoin and crypto more broadly are a lot more are a lot more difficult than they are in the US. Do you do you have specifics on that? I mean what what is it specifically that makes it difficult? Yeah, I think what I've heard is it's the time that you have to put into the application process and there's a lot of just time and uncertainty that goes into it. Listen, these fuckers um, didn't even convert to the euro. They stayed in the pound. They're very protective. They they know the danger of Bitcoin coming to their little island. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think we're going to be a regulated money transmitter. That doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't make sense for us as a podcast app to KYC our users just so they can support their favorite shows. Like, that doesn't make sense. And I think I actually I actually spoke to someone uh, who worked in the UK regulator, and I explained the what we were doing, and I explained the... Uh, the the lack of logic when it comes to KYCing a user to use a podcast app. And they totally get it. I think the regulations just haven't caught up with these new applications. Um, no, yeah, they, they have not. It. No, not. Now, the, the issue that I'm seeing that may be a problem, um, so we had the Facebook pullback announcement. And I, I wanted to talk about this just briefly, uh, where Facebook – after a lot of hullabaloo and a lot of people integrated and a lot of NDAs were signed, they went, you know, yeah, a month into it, this is not for us. And they started doing very interesting things. Um, uh, my wife, Tina, just had someone here. It's a businesswoman, um, and she relies heavily on Facebook, and uh, she also has a podcast that goes with her business, and they've just been uploading. They didn't even, weren't even really aware of how the whole podcast thing worked. Um, but she showed me the message and I'm stupid. I should have asked her to send me a screenshot so I could read it verbatim, but Facebook will not even allow you to post a link to your podcast now, not even just a link to it. It got kicked off. And I think that may be something that James Cridlin saw only that message was community standards. I'm not quite sure how he got that one. Um, it is my belief that if you've been following this, uh, Oscar, in the United States, we, <laughs> our current administration has created a uh, disinformation governance board within Department of Homeland Security, so like the Home Office, um, and the, this there was a we discussed this on the last show. There was a big push from former President Obama, uh, who spoke at the Stanford Cyber Institute. There was again a Brookings Institution. Um, article about how podcasting cannot be moderated it is my belief that facebook saw the writing on the wall went look it's going to be really hard to monetize anyway we don't want to deal with all the shit that's coming down on podcasts so we're going to bow out Hmm. you you, see that that was not my thinking I, i was thinking that they they have already squashed all of the concerns i mean well that, that, uh, let me let me phrase this differently. Facebook has built, every, they have built everything. They have moated themselves um, with their content moderation moat. 
by employing, you know, thousands of people around the world to do the content moderation as a, in an HI fashion. And so they can just always claim, oh, and we're, you know, we're just, we're doing, we got plenty of content moderation. We're doing it so that they didn't have to care about uh, podcasting and what, what it might mean to them. Well, your analysis has two flaws in it, I think. Uh, yeah, only two? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, one, I'm getting better. <laughs> one, you actually think that Facebook is, uh, is, is doing anything that would, uh, uh, that would jeopardize their current relationship with government regulation. It's very precarious. They want a lot of regulation so that they can be the big boss. Um, right. <clears throat> they're motivated by money and by control. And I, it, there's no way you can hire enough HI, I like the term, human intelligence, to, uh, to moderate podcasts. You have to listen to every single podcast. There's, there is no AI and no comic strip blogger. You don't have to refute this. There is no AI. <laughs> it can barely do images. Can, we, you just sent me a link about this this morning that it's hard for AI to even understand the context of a meme image. So there's no yeah. way they could do it. And they just hey, – look – this is specific. I'm saying this. This is coming to podcasting specifically because the Facebook they Facebook knows how to operate. Oh, uh, okay. You don't want us. You don't want the President Trump done. He's gone. Now, why uh, did well, they do in that? that? In that regard, okay. On that on that line of thinking, uh, they may know something that we don't. They, well, yes, they they like they know they know the regulations in. coming. Yes. down. yeah. Yeah, they well the regulation. I know that this President Obama and the Brookings Institution both called out the Steve Bannon War War Room podcast as disinformation that wound up killing people. Do you see what's going on? I just want to hear that lady sing a lot more. <laughs> like, she she sings quite well. Yeah. So well, this this fits with um, actually play a this is a good time for a clip. Yes, uh, let's play a clip. Play uh, DiLorenzo, Real Motivations of Large Companies, because this fits very well with, uh, with your analysis of what, of what large companies really want. I had this Harvard Law School professor as the moderator, and he asked uh, one of the CEOs of Procter & Gamble or one of these big corporations, uh, you know, Mr. Smith, what would you do if Mr., uh, Mr. Pickens here called you up and said, your company is in play? You know, that is, we're starting a proxy battle. We're buying up shares. And Mr. Smith said, well, I would call a, a meeting of my board of directors, and we would, we would decide what parts of our enterprise we had to shut down, what parts were profitable, what parts weren't so profitable. Uh, we, would, we would evaluate our human resources policy, and he went on and on about all the things he would do to, to improve the efficiency and competitiveness of his company, so that he then he said, we would do this so we could go to our shareholders and say, you don't need Mr. Pickens. We will improve the value of this company, and you'll make money that way, Mr. and Mrs. Stockholder. Now, what question does that beg? Who like, yeah, why hadn't he already done it? Yeah, why hadn't he already been doing that? Well, because human beings like the easy life rather than the harder <laughs> life, most human beings. And that's hard work running a big company. And so if you can make money anyway without working your butt off, why not? Very yeah, good point. Yeah, T. Boone Pickens, you know, the big uh, takeover guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, uh, yeah, well, you're, gonna, you're only going to work when you have to. And so uh, like, this may be the Facebook strategy is is – we're, uh, this is going to be a lot of work. 
Yeah, and we really don't want to fool with it. And we're already making, you know, 20 billion dollars a, a quarter in profit. So let's just let's just not do it. I, I think that's correct. It's uh, it's too much hassle. They don't want to deal with the with the conversation. Oh, you're hosting evil podcasts. Uh, and then there's one other silent weapon that is being used, uh, which is ESG, which is environmental social goals, uh, governance, I'm sorry. Um, and the environmental is obvious. No stories that uh, don't, uh, you know, no, nothing positive about fossil fuels. That's, that's verboten. Nothing negative about wind, solar. Uh, please, no nuclear talk. That's also verboten, although that's changing a little bit. No proof of work talk. No proof of work talk, exactly. The social goals, well, here you are. I mean, podcasts are just evil. I mean, there's 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 right-wing conspiracy theorists. There's uh, misogynists. There's racists. There's all kinds of people on those damn podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, Oscar, have you received any type of uh, request for takedown or anybody was pissed off? And, and came, we've, we've gotten one or two, I think, very few. But have you received anything like that? No, not one. Not yeah, one. There you go. There you go. We have a couple of uh, questions for Oscar from the uh, Boostergrams, which is new, oh, new for us. Yes. Uh, first of all, Sir Spencer was very happy to report the Kansas City block party with Lorian, Abel, Kirby, and himself was a huge success. And they, uh, they had a podcasting 2.0 banner, which they got onto the local TV news. <laughs> yeah, it was also uh, all over No Agenda Social. Here's a question from Sir Spencer. Uh, Oscar, I heard you and Nick met some of my KC buddies at the BTC Miami shindig. Also, shout out to Sir Oma, who won a free boost hat, but donated it to me. I'll be wearing that hat all over the place as soon as it arrives. Yes, you're you're an app with merch. Amazing. Yeah, we've tried hard with the merch. I think it's it's important. We've got some new merch coming, and we're doing more uh, competitions around it. But yeah, thanks for the shout out. And yeah, hopefully get to meet him again in person soon. Question from Carolyn. Uh, can two hosts of a podcast, for example, myself and Fletcher, who together we host Hog Story, can we claim Hog Story on Fountain? I guess what she's saying is uh, if two hosts own the show, how do you claim that equally amongst two people? Uh, you know, One is always going to be in control of the splits. Uh, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, great question. So this is actually possible, um, but right now we'll just have to do it for you manually. So it's not a one-to-one relationship necessarily. So you could have two Fountain accounts that both have the ability to update the splits. And then when you look at those splits, whether it's for the show or the episode, you would just see the two accounts that have, uh, you know, claimed the show and, and are in the splits. But you could also just add any fountain user to the show splits or episode splits. And I think this is, you know, going back to onboarding, I think this is one thing that's going to be massive for onboarding because podcasters are unique in that they are just talking to different people every single week. And if you have a host that is on board with value for value, that is on board with podcasting 2.0, and that is on board with Bitcoin and Lightning, they can just onboard the guests for, right, right. for you. <clears throat> And so that's one of the reasons we did it. We're encouraging all of the podcasters that use our podcaster wallet to onboard all of their guests to Fountain and to Value for Value um, in the hope that they go out and spread the message because it's still so early. I mean, if you look at the the numbers, um, the number of downloads that big podcasts get, you know, we're so we're so far off 
getting there. So there's a lot of work to do in terms of onboarding, education. Really looking forward to your manifesto coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, helpful. yes, I know. It's uh, I'm finally back. The travel has finally slowed down. I've started the training of the dog. You know all all these things that have been have been lingering, but yeah, I already I've already written some of it, but I'm I'm actually happy with some of this delay because I'm seeing you know this the Joe Rogan show has reach, you know th- this kind of stuff gets around, and I'm just seeing the onboarding is so obvious to me. I really don't care how we get people into 2.0 as long as they're in it, and once you have something that you're using the namespace for, you know. All the rest can come naturally, and eventually, I presume it will, uh, that all hosting companies will have the majority of, of frequently used tags. Do you see a lot of uptake of the podcast you've onboarded in other tags like transcript or chapters or guests or any of this? And and have you combined – that actually I was going to ask. Have you thought of combining the, the, the role? You know, so if you add a guest, you could do that in one fell swoop with a guest and a wallet. Or is that still a separate process? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think one thing that has limited the adoption has been the hosting platforms. I think they need to do a lot more in terms of um, adopting some of the features and pushing them and making them a bit easier for podcasters. The number one thing that we've heard is that it's just a lot of work. So, for example... (laughs) Lazy-ass podcasters. Yeah, Yeah. like ham radio guys. Yeah, it's too much. We're too expensive. For example, like creating the chapters, I think we could do... There's a lot of different inputs that you could provide to those chapters. Yeah. I think there's really creative ways that you could kind of help the podcaster at least have an outline of the chapters. So there's a lot that we'd like to do there. I think... It, it kind of pushes us further from the app side onto the host side, which I'm, I'm not sure how far in that direction we want to go. But yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see the hosting platforms do more and just make it easier for podcasters. Because yeah, right now it is quite difficult, especially with the chapters. Yeah, and, you, and you, that's why you see third-party services cropping up. That's why you have sovereign feeds. That's why you have the WordPress, the, the PowerPress plugin. Um, yeah. All of these and things... Yeah, I think what's what's so great about podcasting 2.0 and specifically the index, and I hope we can see more of this in the future, is allowing different third parties to just integrate with the index and provide that service kind of, you know, stepping over the hosting platform that's moving a bit too slowly. Well, um, I, we're, is, we're ready. I mean, uh, Hypercatcher is one. Although it's it's not necessarily connected to the uh, to the index per se, but is in the ecosystem. That's how all my chapters get the chapters for this show get done. Yeah, I think you're going to see. Um, I think you're going to see some of this happen. Yeah, uh, over the next, I'd say, six to twelve months. I think just based on the number of conversations that I, that I have, I had conversations with. Um, let's see one. There's four, I had a conversation with four different people this week um, from different hosting company platform apps that that are all looking at 2.0 and tags uh, and names, you know, namespace. It, I've, I just get this prevailing sense that um, from things, 
things like concrete things I know that are happening and the the peop the seriousness with which the people I talk to um are talking and I really think that you're going to see a lot more people come on. Some of that lag with hosting companies and, and apps is going to go away in the next in, over the it next. It has to. You know, it, we're months. accelerating so fast. This this demand is is starting to build. Yeah, I think I think we just got out. I mean, it's it's normal. It's just the normal thing. We we you get out ahead when you're building something. You get out ahead, and then it takes time for people to catch up. It's just a natural curve, and that's fine. And uh, and I want people to keep their um, their chin up about adoption and that kind of thing because it is happening. It's just it it really is. It's just a little bit you know a little bit slow. That's just podcasting, brother. That podcasting is slow. Mm -hmm. We're a slow growing uh, ecosystem. It's just what it is, and I keep reminding myself because you go back and you look to oh, it's we've gone up like three, four, five percent with whatever metric you're looking at, and but it takes time. It just takes time and. Uh, this is a true build it, they will come. What do we have now? Six and a half thousand value for value podcasts? Yeah. That's lot, active that's lot, users. Yeah. That's active, actively using a namespace feature on every podcast. That's a big deal. Um, you know, and they've, so let me ask you this, Oscar, on, on the guest wallets thing. So these are lightning addresses. So I can put in a fountain user lightning address from any to for, from any split anywhere right it doesn't have to be within the fountain app so you can but right now we don't have the ability within the app to share that so that's something right. we're working on um but yeah technically you can input that from any service that is managing splits whether it's self-hosted or uh, another service and i think where we'd love to get to is the ability to do that cross app as well, you know, just right. whether you're managing your splits in the fountain podcaster wallet on podcasterwallet.com on your own RSS feed that you're self hosting on sovereign feeds, um, wherever you're doing that, if uh -huh. you could add users from other apps to the splits in a way that was just simple and uh -huh. intuitive, I think that would be uh -huh. incredible. Uh -huh. See, well, that, because that makes me think immediately that you need we need there's I don't want to use the term discovery because that's not really what this is. Like you you need a a way to find the the person. I mean, like almost like a directory of of users that you can choose from. Because mm. I, I can see it's like okay, well, well, uh, once you're managing person, the, well, once you're managing the wallet infrastructure like they are. Whether you're managing it and it's custodial or not, once you have that directory, mm -hmm. um, I've tried out some of this 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 address stuff. It works really well. And from you know Breeze, you can you can pay someone uh, with the Fountain.fm address. I, I mm -hmm. think that's the that's the common that's the commonality. I just don't know if if you can make that. A, well, can you make that a a central i don't know if it's if you want that centralized though yeah i don't want it centralized don't. i don't think right because no. you, you have you have the because the, the immediately what i thought of was on podcaster wallet where a lot of splits are done that i could like go through uh all the current value for value feed blocks uh on a like on a on a timer let's just say every uh well once a day or a so. cron job 
A cron, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I could, I could put in a cron, a cron job. job. That, Make um, a cron job out of it, Dave Jones. That looks through all the value blocks and their splits, pulls the addresses and names out, and then just does a like builds a little simple directory so that you have a drop down box in the podcaster mm. wallet split editor. But, but I don't know if that's necessary. I mean, like, what do you, what do you think, Oscar? I'm not sure that's necessary. I think what we need is a way to link lightning addresses because I think that is the format that's being adopted, um, not just in podcasting, but I agree. Know, I agree. all over lightning. I think we just need a way to link that to key send because you can't key send a lightning address. However, if you could, I mean, a lightning address is just the lookup, basically. So yeah. if you could include the key send information in the lookup response, then whatever service you're using, you could let the users type in a lightning address and that would pull back the key send information that you could then insert into the value block. I think yeah. that would be the way to do it. Is that key send, when you say um, the lightning address resolves to keys, uh, to the <coughs> node info, does, can it also carry the extra info? I don't know much about lightning addresses how they work, but um, just a very uh, sort of high level view of it. But down, down at the nitty gritty, can you have it return the other routing information too? Like if it had a custom key or custom value or a routing hint, can all that stuff come back to, or is it just a node address? No. Yeah. It's from how I understand it is pretty flexible. It would just need the standard to be, you know, updated. Um, so I think it's definitely possible. There, there's one. There's one other thing. Um, LN URL, which is which is really how the um, uh, how the addresses they started out with LN URL mainly. Mm -hmm. uh, they that now also does key send. So uh, you familiar with Alby? A L B Y. Get Alby. Get Alby dot com. So if you go to getalby.com, you'll see it's the Bitcoin Lightning app for your browser, uh, which is, uh, I guess it's an extension. And, uh, well, I'm sure it's, um, it's custodial, but you'll even see right up there, it has value for value. They just added that because now you can use um, your Alby address for key send. Okay, okay. And how does it? And is is so? This is just L and URL under the under the hood. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're doing the L and URL. Uh, no. But 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 it works with Keysend. I've been reliably informed by Roy. <laughs> oh, that is reliable. That's pretty uh, reliable. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Okay. So there's 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 developments here. There's developments. So I, okay. I and I, I agree with you, Oscar. I think that the the address. I even looked into it. Like, how can I do this for Curry dot com? And there's a little more than I was willing to to delve into at the time. But I can totally see how it works. You know, once you you're right, either the server, your the mail server, or you can do it with the DNS, which may be preferred. Um, you can set that up, and it'll just work. And it, and it works with I think every Lightning app I've tried understands this concept. And now with the addition of KeySend. I think we may be able to use this moving forward. Yeah, I think it makes sense as a as an approach because it's just you know people understand it. It's just like an email address, but for money. Simple. Yeah, 
Yep. Yeah, it's simple. Like Cash App, all these things have similar similar addressing schemes. But even even Albi, I think Albi could be used for podcasters. I'm not uh, advocating for this. I'm just saying this is the type of development we're seeing that you can fire up a wallet, your own wallet. Yes, it's it's likely custodial. What I see. Um, but you can fire it up right in your browser, and you could connect that to a value block. Yeah, I could see this. Uh, you know, I think. Let me. Uh, did you hear this? Or read this article about this Patreon survey. No, uh, this is a, no. Uh, no. The t- title of the article. Let's see where it is. Is from TechCrunch? Maybe. I think this is from TechCrunch. Uh, so you know it's hundred percent legit. Um, <laughs> A major Patreon survey shows that most creators don't want crypto payments. Ah. <laughs> okay. So I don't want crypto either. I only want Bitcoin. <laughs> Keep your so crypto. This is, this is the way. This is the this way. This is how they, they fight. This is how they fight it. <laughs> it is. It is how they fight. So, because the headline <laughs> survey doesn't, says <laughs> doesn't give you a full picture at all of what the survey actually. Oh, what did the survey actually uh, show? So I mean, this is this is disinformation. Somebody uh, somebody called Nina Jank- Jankowitz and uh, get her to write a song about it. The uh, <laughs> page, so Patreon uh, says. Let me just read from the article here. It says uh, creator consensus out of two hundred fifty thousand creators active on Patreon, over thirteen thousand people responded to the survey. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Thirteen thousand people. Yeah. That's a decent, yeah, decent sample size. It's a uh, um, Says uh, video is the most popular primary medium on Patreon, representing thirty eight percent of respondents. So you can say like this is a me- you know right out of the gate video mostly. So this is YouTube creators and Twitch streamers probably. Um, hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna have a little bit a little bit different take. Uh, so but but the podcast. So of all the ones uh, surveyed, mm-hmm. podcasting was fourteen percent of the respondents. <laughs> So not there you go. Not a big, not a big representation of podcasting, but but still whatever. Uh, and the respondents said that over forty percent, forty percent of their creative income came from Patreon. Now that's big. That is big. I mean, that means the of the ones surveyed, thirty eight percent being video, probably you know Twitch streamers and YouTubers. That group is dependent on Patreon for fo- almost half of their income. Mm. That's that stood out to me. But just but, get, but getting back into the to the headline for a second, um, it says uh, here. So here's how it breaks down. If you dig into the census, act, the census report actually. So in the podcasting category, you have. You have four different uh, responses when asked respondent interest in crypto payments. <laughs> you have four different possibilities. They could have said it's they think it's crucial. They think it would be nice to have. Uh, they don't care. Or please don't. Right. <laughs> those, are your, those are your four options. Um, in the podcast section, it was 8% said they thought it was crucial. 17% said they thought it was nice to have. Mm-hmm. 34% didn't care. And 42% said, please don't. So, you know, the way I read that, you could say more than half are interested. Yeah. <laughs> like this, so, like, tw- and 25% actually are not just 
interested. They want it. Yeah. They they say 8% and 17%. That's 25% of podcasters who have a Patreon uh, account. 25% of them think that crypto payments, nebulous as that is, is either crucial or nice to have. Mm-hmm. 34% don't care. So that's, they they don't really they they are yet to they make don't care decision. yet they don't care yet yes <laughs> and, but the kicker here though in this whole thing was how you ask the question of course you know, that's always the game that you play with survey uh, and here's here's how the the question actually uh, if you dig into it was actually was given and i don't have the exact wording of the question but they they talk about web 3 yeah. That's that's their that's the way that they talked about this. And it says um uh, some creators including many who took the survey are opposed to Patreon building web3 functionality due to concerns about potential fraudulent behavior, environmental sustainability, uh, there you go. and accessibility there you go. to technology and present applications. The fact so, that they even had to do this survey tells me and it's there's nothing against Patreon. They see the writing on the wall. Lots of companies see this. The, the The financial system is not sound. People are looking for alternatives. So they call it crypto payments, but yeah. But what they actually said in the survey when people were look doing the survey was Web three. Yeah, there you go. And those are completely, completely different, different things. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so even even beyond you know, given that. Uh, you still had 25% of podcasters in this survey who thought that uh, crypto payments were crucial or nice to have. Mm -hmm. That's to me, that was very encouraging. Absolutely. Yep. You know, this, we're we're on a good path here. Oscar Mary, I'm so happy that you are uh, leading the charge. You're, you're, you're really delving deep and you're delivering a lot of value with what you're doing here. How um oh, I appreciate that, Adam. How much runway do you have? I mean, and you don't have to divulge your company secrets to me, but I know that you you, know, you have some financing. Um, can you keep going on for years? Are you indefinite? Do you uh, you know? Do you hope to be making some significant revenue at, within a certain time? Yeah, so we've got we've got a pretty good runway. Uh, we do have some funding, and I think we'll be will be around i mean it's growing this is working you know this is not something that uh is precarious i think it's only growing every month mm-hmm. and i think the the job that we need to do obviously there's the tech that we need to build and you know the design of the app and we're, we're slowly getting there on all of that but it's just the education job for podcasters really because at the end of the day that's gonna that's who is gonna grow this that's who's gonna grow uh, the users on Fountain and all of the other podcasting 2.0 apps. So I think we're going to get there. And I think the features that we have coming down the road are going to be really exciting as well. So like one of the things that we want to do, and this is a bit of a controversial one, is obviously the clipping in Fountain is a big part of the app and it's a big part of what we believe in personally because we just believe that there's incredible insight and wisdom that's locked away in podcasts. Like mm. so often, this happens to me every week. I hear about a new podcast or an episode that sounds fascinating, but I just don't have any time to listen to it. And if I could have somebody that I follow who I respect go and listen to that 
uh, and surface and incredible insight for it. Like for me, that's so valuable. So the clipping is really important to us and we want to evolve it. And we're thinking, how can we link the clipping to value for value yes. and to lightning? Yes, because yes. This, and podcasters agree, agree with us. Like podcasters want a way to incentivize their listeners to create clips because it's free promotion for them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you have some kind of social connection there, because it's not just anyone random telling you about the episode. It's someone that you follow and respect. So, I mean, I would love to have the ability for fountain users to boost a clip. Um, and we just need to figure out how we would do that with the value block. Like, do we, um, set a default like 50% goes to the user that created the clip and then the other 50% goes out to the value block or do we give the podcaster a way to signal in the value block that they are happy for um you know some kind of curation to happen and what split they would like for curators i think uh, that is going to be really powerful and, and that's what the podcasters we've spoken to really want and are excited about so i'd love to get your guys thoughts on that hmm. Uh, yeah, I've got, you know, we have this notion of, um, of a fee in there that, at, you know, the attribute, you can have a, you can designate yeah. a split as a fee. And I wonder if you can also, if you can just designate a split, uh, for, for that type of thing. So like this, like if somebody boosts this, uh, for some sort of ancillary reason, like clipping or something else, like some third party thing like then uh then i want that person to get this much that because mm. that way you're saying i value here's how much i value like third party promotion or something like that I, I i'm willing to give this third party um this percentage of my uh boost in order to like reward them you're kind of putting it back on the, this is my, just my first thought, just my rough and dirty first thought is you're sort of putting it back on the, on the podcaster to say, Hey, um, how much do you, if somebody, if somebody promotes your show, how much do you want to give, give up to them? Cause some people may, it may be different. Some people may actually value that a lot and say, you know, you can keep a hundred percent of that boost as a, mm. um, as a podcaster who does this already. Here's, here's, here's how I, would probably like to do that. Um, and I understand where you're coming from, Oscar, where it would be great if anybody can create a clip and then, uh, and then get a, get a split for it. Uh, and I'm not quite sure. I was just thinking, how would you make that work? Uh, currently, uh, for some shows, uh, I mean, I have multiple 5% recipients, um, uh, no agenda, which we don't take any. No agenda doesn't take any of the money itself. Um, it goes to people who are in the splits, and uh, the clip custodian who delivers, you know, anywhere from ten to twenty clips per show, which are perfectly done. The guy's an expert, you know. Um, I was giving him ten percent. I just recently upped that to twenty. You know, and and so for me, it's more like instead of letting the audience loose on it. I prefer to say, okay, this person's good. You're, you know, uh, we, we want to do this very soon. Once, once we can spin up wallets quicker, we have fresh album art for no agenda. I want to right away be able to put the album. You know, the the artist should be able to get a, a split from that episode. So these are all things that 
feels natural to me for the podcaster to control it versus uh, a third party. Um, but that's just me. Well, that that's that sort of fits with what sort of fits said. with the concept, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you you could just put in a general split that's like uh, maybe it's not even you know maybe it's not even. Oh, there's it, it there's was, an idea. So what if you have a promotion split? Yeah. That, but somehow it's an alias or something that it. Um, so it, it that split. It says, "Okay, where did this come from? Oh, it came from here. That's this wallet. I mean, I'm now I'm making up stuff that I can't develop." But you yeah. know, where you, it's a pre-designated thing, something like that. That's a good. That, yeah, this is an interesting problem because it. I just want, I just don't want people making yeah. shit clips just to get paid. You know, that's 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 <laughs> the problem. Well, if they make well, if I they make it, a sh- go ahead, Oscar. I I think it wouldn't be so. I definitely don't see it as linked to the payments that are already going out through the episode. I see it as separate to that. So it wouldn't be like if you created a clip, you wouldn't get paid automatically uh, from the people that are already streaming to the episode or boosting the episode. It would be separate to that. And so in order to get paid for creating a clip, someone else would have to listen to that clip value that clip and actively choose to boost that clip um so i think mm. the there wouldn't mm. be a spam problem in fact it would be the opposite you would incentivize very high quality clips um because people would be able to earn uh from creating them so i think ah, it would have to be ah, like ah, okay this is very interesting oscar so let me just play this back to you so what you're saying is someone makes a clip it is its own entity onto itself, and you reverse the process. And you and uh, although I still think the podcaster should be in charge of what that person gets, um, but then they they are the main recipient, possibly. Um, so let's say fifty percent, I think, would be too much, but you know, it could be twenty percent, and the rest would go to the podcaster. So could you have? Could you? Ma- you almost make a feed of clips, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You almost want to just create an RSS feed that somehow is associated uh, with with the main feed just for internal purposes so we know what the hell it is. Uh, but, you know, e- even though that will display as clips everywhere, it has the same mechanism as the podcast. Is that what you're saying, only it's it's reversed? Or are you saying the, the person who clips is in charge of uh, of the splits? Or is there no split? I think I think it has to be separate from the episodes. That's the first thing. And I agree with you that the podcaster has to be in control of where the money goes. Um, I think the difficulty is, um, you know, if it's on the RSS feed, it gets back to this problem of we can't do anything without the host. Um, mm. So it limits the ideas that we have and the experiments that we can run. Um, so I think like an easy way to do it would be right now in the value block, we have value recipients, um, which all of the apps know how to pass and they know how to pay. We could just create a, a different tag that goes in there, like a, uh, yeah. like a curator right. tag. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the same thing. Yep. And, and so that won't affect the existing, uh, streaming payments that won't affect the existing boost because the apps will actually have to make a conscious decision to recognize the new tag Mm -hmm. and so let's say it's a curator tag 
then um, if if an app sees the curator tag, they can see the percentage that uh, the podcaster has given their blessing to. And so if anyone curates anything from that episode or show, um, we the apps can allow that user to get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. So you could, you could have something called, let's just say, a new tag within the value block called podcast colon value share. Or something, and then it would be like a type attribute of you know some something if if we wanted to get that granular with it and have different because you want to when you're when you're modifying the spec you want to future proof it enough to say okay well we, this is the one thing we came up with where with this one idea where people could do this thing but there's potentially other ways that somebody could also do something similar and we might want to tweak that behavior a little bit so you want to make it flexible enough. Or if you had a value share tag or something like that with a type attribute and then just a split, like just to say split equals 20 for, you know, 20%, it, it would essentially operate like the fee tag, like the fee attribute in a, in a recipient yeah. where you say, okay, whatever the amount is, here's the, here's the, the, uh, the straight up percentage that the boost, that the clip creator got and then all the rest of it goes in feeds in as an input into the value, the standard value block. Does that that sound something like what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. And yeah, it's, it's challenging. I think the naming's so important. It's challenging to, to get it right, but something like that would just, I think there's so much creativity that can be unlocked from that and the ability to see, um, you know, what we offer right now in the podcast, the wallet, which is you can see which episodes were boosted the most. And as we've had some podcasters on there over the past, like, four or five months now, it's actually really interesting that they can see, oh, this episode is by far the standout in terms of um, how much value that I received from my listeners. What, you know, how did I frame the message on that episode? Uh, Who was the guest? What did we talk about? That's really interesting. Have you done you any, could do the same thing with clips. Have you done any drill down on that so you can see what time a boost was sent within within the episode? Not yet, but that's where we'd like to get to is just right. to give more more granularity and, and more interesting uh yeah, more interesting insights. I really I really like your idea of linking the clips to uh to the value for value and I think that is probably one of the main reasons why clips hasn't really taken off uh mm. of, of course clips are used everywhere so i'm 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 trying to couch that and you know what that means uh but you add that element to it oh my goodness i think that will really propel the whole clip now it makes sense to to do something besides and just also, promoting you know it's, uh, i like that and also one other thing that i always think about with podcasting is the back catalog like that gives an incentive for listeners that love a show to actually go back to the back catalogue and try and find like really cool clips that people that are new to that show um, won't have ever they won't they won't have had time to go back and listen to the back catalogue. But mm-hmm. you know, here's a clip from two years ago on this show that you know everyone that comes to this show as a new listener should listen to because it provides a lot of framing for what we talk about, you know, the in-joke, stuff like that. So I think it can help unlock the back catalogue as well, which is personally just, it's a really interesting concept around podcasting is that the back catalogue just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and there's never a, 
any time to go back to it. Yeah, I, I don't remember. We've got this is show 84, episode 84. I have no idea what I said on episode, you know, 82. Well, I do because I have the transcript. It's searchable. No. <laughs> oh, you flex. Man. Um, I use transcripts so often for going back and finding something in a exactly. podcast. And this is another thing. Like, if you could link it to the transcript, and again, yep. you'd need to yep. be a hosting provider to do this. But if, and then it links into chapters, and if you can bring all of this together so that for a user that or that wants to go back, they'd be able to see transcript, chapters, boosts, clips, you know, everything. Well, here's the thing about clips. So I have a couple of thoughts about clips. I think there are in the re I understand what you're saying, Adam. You're you said that clips have really never taken off, even though a lot of people have done. Yeah, them. sure. And 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 I think the the sense there is that you know, there are a lot uh, clips have been tried and done many, many times in many ways, but th there's never been sort of like this massive takeoff where clips, uh, where this one group has found a way to just make clips, uh, just take off like a rocket. And I, th I think it may be because clips sort of exist in two, at two levels. You have the, thing that you're talking about oscar where you have uh sort of like a social discovery mechanism of a clip where you um where somebody shares a clip with you and like hey listen to this show and then that's for your sort of like personal discovery or personal edification then you have this other level that clips exist at and that's sort of that social media viral level where you're intending not to just share it with one person but right. you're intending it to become a meme almost right and like the 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 problem with the social uh sharing of of clips the viral sharing is that you don't you, you, we see it on things like TikTok and Instagram where it has there has to be a currency involved there has to be some sort of like you have to have this big follower account. It takes a lot to build up to the point where sharing that like takes is worth the time and effort for you to do. But and then there's on the social side of things, if you're not if it's not the potential to go viral and get you some sort of income in return, then really the effort involved of clipping is too much. Because it, even though clipping has been made easier, it's still a lot of tedious work to get the timestamps right well, and then you know, all, clip it out the the social aspect that we started with i mean the only rewards you get if you make a, a youtube clip is how many people viewed it or likes etc yeah that we really don't have that in podcast clips there's no there's no reward mechanism there's no dopamine hit mm -hmm. so having that reflected in satoshi's there you go. That's all you need. That's that's that's, that's, that's going to even it out. That's the dopamine. That's the social currency. And oh, guess what? It's real currency. Yeah, and if and if you had even if you could even make it more dopamine, if you could take the dopamine and turn it up to eleven, um, and say the not only getting sats, but there's leaderboards involved mm -hmm. and these there kinds of things. I mean that yeah. then now you've. Now you've got the viral thing going on top of the money thing. Um, I think I think it can be doable, and I think this is the only. Uh, honestly, I think this what you're talking about, Oscar, is the only way to make clipping take off. Yeah, 
in a big way. Oscar's Oscar's muted himself again. That's illegal. Oscar's dead. It's illegal. Dead. I'm I'm dead. Dead. It's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's 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 my thoughts. I, I don't see any other way that clipping becomes becomes the sensation that we think it can be without without that reward mechanism there. It's just too hard. You know. Well, I'm very excited about all these features, and I I see uh, you've got. I mean, I see your vision, Oscar. I really do. I see it. And as and uh, and obviously the hope is that all these cool things you put together, you know, it'd be great if they if they feed back the information can work in other apps. That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's fantastic. That's the goal. Yeah, for sure. And we can, you know, as long as we can figure all of that out, we we definitely want to do that. And you know, as a as a podcaster, you take your clips with you, just like you take your episodes with you. Exactly. Um. So yeah, definitely nice. on board with that. Um. This is a value for value project. Those of you listening, those hello chat room. Hi, everybody. Uh, people have been boosting live, which has been good to see. We've got the boost bot hooked up. Oh, no, I guess we don't. I guess since we changed the feed. Well, we had the boost bot hooked up, uh, <laughs> but the feed was lit for a while. So this uh, we are doing this live and uh, and we're running with scissors. You heard that earlier. Um, as part of the manifesto that I'm working on, I will be explaining how to ask for people to support what you're doing. That's all you have to do is talk about it, apparently, and the pew pew show up. <laughs> so how, how to ask is it's really incredibly important. Our ask for this show is pretty simple. Everybody can see the results right there at the index. You can see the work that's being done um, and the uh, uh, and the liquidity that's being provided. And we're very, very pleased. You know, the, uh, the we're healthy. We're moving forward because people are very consistent. So keep it going. Keep on boosting. Uh, keep on sending us fiat fund coupons. We, I would like to thank a couple people to get it started off. Get little little Stanley in our blood there. That's your cue, Dave. Oh, I thought you said I would like to thank somebody. I thought you had a list I didn't have. Oh, no. Uh, uh, well, I, you know what? Why don't I run quickly through the live boostograms? Okay. So yeah, we received you, a couple. Uh, 2,000 from C Brooklyn 1112. Uh, thank you for your courage. Uh, we have Cotton Gin Tonic. This ESG stuff sounds depressingly less awesome with 99.99 sats. 10,000 from Boostbury. Shout out to Mitch for getting BTS lit in Podverse last Monday night. Yes, Podverse now also doing the live item tag. Shout out nice. to Oscar and Fountain for playing GIFs in the chapter art. Go VHS effects. Go chapters. Go podcasting. Go everything. Yes. Cotton Gin Tonic, another ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, let's see. We have Carolyn. That, that was 8888 from her hog story question. Uh, thanks, Sir Spencer, for your 3333 and your 6969s, a couple of them. Uh, another row of eights for podcasting 2.0, says Carolyn. <clears throat> 8888, I enjoy using Fountain. Question for Oscar. Will, be there way, will there be a way for podcasters to control their presence on Fountain? I'm not quite sure what she means. <clears throat> what does that mean? Do you know, Oscar? Yeah, I think it probably means uh, this is something that we've heard a few times, which is uh, we have profiles on Fountain. Um, but right now, if you have claimed a podcast, your profile doesn't look any different. So there's ah, no way I to see. see, OK, this user is the host of this show. Got um, it. Yeah, that's something yeah. we we'll definitely uh, look to add soon. Excellent. 
Uh, Fletcher, 5555, says you can't beat freshly made sausage and sweaty butt cracks. That's right. <laughs> Servo with a thousand sats. Live item, shmive item. Yes. Chad Farrow says there was 3333. This feels like a real board meeting. <laughs> yes. It does. What do you yeah. mean feels like? It is a real board meeting. Um, and let's see. Yeah. And then the rest came in before the show. Uh, in think- Alabama, we call that swamp butt. Swamp when you go out, yeah, yeah. When you go outside and within two, you know, within two minutes, you swamp know, you're already, butt. yeah. Yeah. Well, you can have it in Alabama or in, in Texas if you're uh, editing live code. Yes. <laughs> Both result in the same. Thank you all very much. Keep boosting us with a modern podcast app, newpodcastapps.com. We have no individual PayPal donations this Ruh-roh. week. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Uh, we had a good week last week, so I expected to fall off, but. Sad puppy, but that's okay. We have some monthlies. I'll do the monthlies first. Okay. Uh, we have Scott Jobbert, $12. Thank you, Scott. Chad Farrow, $20. Uh, the ever-present Chad Farrow. Uh, Loretta Vandenberg, is that a Dutch name? Uh, yeah, could be. Okay. Sounds Dutch. Yeah. Um, Mark, uh, Loretta gave $10. Uh, Mark Graham, $1. Uh, David Metis, uh Ten dollars. Uh, hope uh, love and lit to uh, David Metis for his uh, daughter has skateboard accidents. So. Oh no! Yes, uh, all things with wheels can kill you. Yes, uh, is she okay? No, uh, I think so. He says she's uh, she's going to be okay. You get bruised and cut. I've had many a skateboard accident. Uh, Boris Boris Kazelski, one dollar. Joseph Maraca, five dollars. Jeremy New, five dollars. And Cameron Rose, twenty five dollars. Uh, right. Good time to say that, uh, just remind everybody that the $125 for t-shirts, uh, if you want a t-shirt, is mm-hmm. a donation. Because we, we got that sorted out. Now we got the t-shirt thing back in business. Uh, we got some boosts from, and you can tell me if I repeat a boost that was live last week. I think I don't. I think I've got the timing right. Okay, okay. Harv Hat gives a row of ducks, twenty two twenty two. Uh, through CurioCaster. He says, try six. Okay. Try, I'll try right. six. I'll try I seven. <laughs> sure uh, uh, Roy Scheinfeld, our buddy, 54,321 sats. Yay. Is he the big baller? Breeze. Is he a big baller for today? Or is, uh, boost. Let's give him a big look. boost. Big boost. Thank you, Roy. Uh, yes. He is the baller. Baller, the baller. shot caller, 20-inch blaze on the Impala. Boost, boost, boost. Nice. Thank you, Roy. <laughs> Being our uh, big baller today. Got an honorary Dvorak. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We don't mess around. Um, And it's just a big, it's a big row of, of emoji that my email client refuses to parse. Mm. So I don't know what it, what he actually sent. Uh, I got to figure that out. Um, oh, Carolyn. This must be Carolyn from Hog Story. Mm-hmm. Row of Ducks 2222 through Fountain. There you go, Oscar. Very nice. Uh, throw out some uh, boom, boom, boom. Row of Ducks. Uh, St- Stephen B is all bummed out on the Mastodon. No, don't <laughs> like, worry. This has been an embarrassing day. Sorry for all the extra work. No. <laughs> no, dude, no dude, dude. You gave us 20 minutes of free content. It's appreciated. Chin up, buddy. Uh, <laughs> boost in the chat. 
duck, uh, ducks and emoji and ducks and emoji action. Yep. Uh, okay. There again, I cannot interpret my emojis here. So, yeah. um, mm. I'm sorry, Carol. This is a problem. Yeah. Um, Oh, Harv hat back with more ducks. 22, 22. It's a duck day. Holy crap. I got to keep hitting the duck hunt, man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you just just keep that. Just hit F five. Just refresh. Okay. Refresh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forty four hundred sats from Sir Doug, and he just says boost. Yeah. Boost. And that's through Fountain. Um, what? How's it feel, um, Oscar? It's pretty. It's pretty awesome to see like all these boosts coming in from, uh, you know, from your app and knowing that this stuff originates with tech that you built. Isn't that fun? It's really fun, yeah. I mean, it's great to hear the boost on the show, but I mean, meeting people in person as well, that was the best uh, out in Bitcoin, Miami. You know, just a couple of people I was just standing in line next to and told them what I did. And they were like, oh, yeah, Fountain. Yeah, I used that. Um, so that's <laughs> such a good feeling. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, I just love listening to podcasts anyway. So I'm doing this for me, basically. Um, but it's just good that other people enjoy it too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for real. that's that's what I always try to tell people about developer motivations. Developer motivations are really simple. Obviously, we got to have food. Put food on the table. But, you know, very, <laughs> really, pizza. Maybe, that's maybe, it. <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Uh, maybe more important than uh, than making a living, and this is embodied in the open source world, is uh, the satisfaction of building something and seeing people enjoy using it. Yeah. That that is a pretty big reward in and of itself. And I can tell you from the, from the daily statistics that, uh, the number one, um, sat sending app is fountain. Yeah. And that's always followed by breeze or curio caster or Castomatic, which I think Dave, you've been using Castomatic, haven't you, Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's, I can uh, tell, yeah, I can tell when you're using Castomatic. <laughs> yeah. Like I bounce around. Pop up yeah. the chart. Oh, I bounce around all the time too. I'm using everything. Including uh, Fountain. Kill Your FM sent 5,000 sats through Fountain. Mm. It says, whoa, thanks for the mention, guys. I'm enjoying drinking from the fire hose. <laughs> Association of Music Podcasting has since been retired, but it was originally founded in 2006 to represent both independent artists and podsafe music, as well as the podcasters promoting and playing them. Sort of a beacon from both artists and podcasters to rally around the way Podcasting 2.0 is shaping up. Maybe a similar organization could be a valuable resource. Thanks for everything you're doing. Well, you're welcome. Oh, I think this is going to happen. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how it's going to form or what's going to happen, but we're going to need, we're going to have a version of PodSafe Music. It'll be value for value or whatever. Um, and there will be education, resources necessary, uh, apps, all kinds of stuff. But there's demand out there. You can feel it everywhere. Well, Spencer's going to do it or die trying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, dirty Jersey whore. Okay, eight thousand eight hundred and eighty sets <laughs> <laughs> through Fountain. Why do you let people like that on Fountain? Uh, yeah, really, Oscar? you gotta you gotta moderate that shit, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah moderate. That. This is horrible. Yeah, I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Jankowitz know. Uh, f- let's see, just bought a box of meats from K and C Cattle using my umbral bone broth boost. Oh yeah, boost. Nice. Um, that's. That's your new venture, right? Uh, yeah, yes, uh, yes. I have uh, bought a ranch, and I'm uh, I'm boxing up meat is uh, yes. what I'm doing these days. I'm so yeah. happy. K and C Cattle. They're from Austin. Uh, they are part of the Beef Initiative, which is Texas Slim's uh, entire push. 
who came out of retirement to teach people about food again and um, and and how it all originates from the seed and and what real pure beef is and what it what it does and what it doesn't do and and they have connected everybody through Bitcoin. So uh, here you can see uh, K and C cattle bought using my umbral. You know that's a that's a Bitcoin purchase right there, and uh, couldn't be happier. So I didn't have time to print these out, so I'm reading. I'm doing them through my email, and the uh, <laughs> so the way my email window is configured at the moment is kind of scrunched up on the uh, on the thing. And if I look up to two emails above where I'm at right now, the subject line is cut off and it says the iHeart CEO is very high. <laughs> if I expand it, it says very high on podcasting, but when I first said, Oh, oh, okay. Okay. oh all right. I didn't know that about him. Uh, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley sent us 2,500 sats through Castomatic. Speaking of, and he says, uh, boosting the bots. Yo, 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 yo. Here's your cue to boost. You know, you want to. Uh, Vake, V-A-K-E, sent us 400 sats through Fountain. He says, uh, he or she says, testing out the boost feature. It worked. Boostagram. Test successful. Uh, Cass Peeland, 3690, through Fountain. And he says, thanks for the show. You're welcome, Thank Cass. Thank you, Cass. Um, 4848 sats through, uh, from Comic Strip Blogger through Fountain. And he says, returning back your 3333 plus tiny bonus. Oh yeah, regular. <laughs> oh, what is this about? Well, he uh, he he was. This is the test that we did. He said, "Hey, uh, Fountain, I have now a CSB at Fountain.fm address, but it's only for Fountain." And I went, "No, it's not." And I sent uh, and I sent him thirty three thirty three from Breeze to his Fountain address. That's how I know that it works quite wi- uh, widely. Oh, and so okay. he, you didn't, comics or blogger. Thank you. Did not have to send it back, but <laughs> thanks. We'll take it. I'll send regular 10.033 next week, too, meaning of 48. 48 equal phone prefix in Poland. Okay. All right. Cool. Nice. Uh, thanks, Comic Strip Blogger. Uh, another one from Comic Strip, Blo- Comic Strip Blogger. He says, just returning your second 33.33, meaning of 48 Poland country code. I have plenty of cash, so you don't need <laughs> oh. to send me anything. Oh, okay. Unless you want to test stuff. No, just send us more. Thank you. Yeah, just keep doing it. Uh, yeah, keep sending. Refresh. Yeah. F5. 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 Lyceum. Uh, sent us 1776 sats. That's, that's a Liberty boost. Liberty boost. Yep. 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 Uh, through Fountain. And he says, my first boost. Great. Awesome. Boost. Uh, see, another 1776. And he says, Adam, best premises with the value for value manifesto. Okay. Thank you. All right, cool. Working on it. Boost. <laughs> oh, there's Dave Jackson. <laughs> There he hey, is. Dave. Yep. Uh, 7777 through Castomatic, and he says Styler Boost. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Right. I like it's it. also a Christian boost I learned recently. 7777? Yes. Sevens is all uh, good Christian numbers. I've been the reliably number. informed. The perfect number, yep. Floydian Slips <laughs> sent us uh, 2,000 sats through Fountain, and he says, Paying forward the sats, Fountain paid me. Paying forward the sats, Fountain paid me for using the app. Thanks, oh, nice. Dave, Adam, and Oscar. Oh, cool. Well, we've got the band together, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, see, 1893 sats from Red Bull. He said, uh, this is through Breeze. He says, 1893, U.S. Navy Chief Petty Officer boost from Sir Twin Screw 
still loving the show. Rusty <laughs> WB4BSD. Yeah, nice. I love it. Twin screw. Nice. Do we have, um, what we, we had a D, uh, what do we have? A D, it wasn't D douche. It was a, D, we had a, oh, D, no, we have D, uh, Defragmented. defragmented that's it yes 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 defragment we need to defragment yeah uh, well if people petty boost, officer yes people boost for the first time you want to get a defragmenting we're here for you uh s-c-o-t-t scott fountain yeah says go podcast 2.0 Woo-hoo! Go podcasting! Uh, that was 10,420 sats Ooh, nice another nice reference okay this yeah. is the bong boost <laughs> You get you getting some of that second hand over there, Oscar? Yeah, I don't know if it goes all the other side of the table or not. Boost. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, Nomad Joe gave two thousand sats through Fountain, and he says, "Boost it again." Yeah. All right, thank nice. you, Nomad Joe. Boost. Uh, fifty-five, fifty-two sats from to Satoshi Stream. Oh, hey, Satoshi Stream. Uh, through Fountain, and he says, "Boost." Yo, that's interesting. Boost. The onboarder so, boosting the onboarder. Love it. Yeah, that's a double onboarding. And mm-hmm. so, what? Why? That's interesting that this Toshi Stream boosted through the app, through Fountain app, instead of just directly through the through the command line or whatever magic system they have. Oh, because you yeah. you want to you want to boost the whole club. Ah, true. By the way, Oscar, you, can you um, email me um, a lightning ID to add to the splits for the show? <clears throat> Yeah, I will do. Um, I'll send you a little video of um, what it looks like in Fountain to add other users as well, just in case you're interested in that. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to see that, but I also just want to add you to our split for today. That'd be amazing. Thank you. Of course. uh, 1611, 1611 sats from Slewd, and now that we know the pronunciation, through Fountain, and he says, where do I go and how much do I have to pay to get my official podcasting license. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about podcast license. Yeah, yeah. And, and what about those cool podcasting 2.0 t-shirts? Well, we just talked about it. 125, whatever. You do the accounting, figure out how many sats you donate. If it adds up to 125 bucks, uh, let us know. and Email me and I'll send you a t-shirt. Yes. And um, the podcast, so podcastlicense.com, I have. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was the one thing that I wasn't, that I wasn't able to resurrect. It, it broke years ago. And I was doing From OPML editor. Uh, yeah, I was doing subdomains. So it'd be yeah, like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, Adam at uh, adam.podcastlicense.com. And it had a template and it'd show my podcast license. Um, but I think it's valuable. I think we're going to have to start licensing people again. So I just have to figure out how to do it. But we have that and there's nothing you can do right now, but stay tuned. You see, you were doing that as the as the uh, as the podfather of the inventor, you know. Yeah, as a, as a joke. Yeah, as a joke. Yeah. But, <laughs> but see, now now we now we actually have uh, standing. Yeah, to, we, uh, yes. We, now yeah. we can issue licenses. I I we think can. we we <laughs> yeah. can't. We have standing enough standing to be the licensing authority. Yes, the licensing body. Yeah. The licensing body of podcasts. <laughs> Consider it done. Uh, Bitcoin Dad Pod uh, sent four hundred twenty sats four twenty through Fountain. He said. I had not made the connection between the oral tradition and podcasting. That helps me understand why I love podcasting so much. Heavy listener, 10 hours a week. Can we talk about getting podcasting 2.0 into AntennaPod? 
<laughs> um, well, Antenna Pod has some bits of it, I think. Hold on a second while we... Yeah. We honor honor his boost. Yeah. Yes, honor his boost. Yeah. Move. Antenna Pod is Cunus uh, 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 on uh, Mastodon is uh, a sort of like a... I think he's like a community uh, liaison or manager or some sort of community advocate for Antenna Pod. Mm. And I know that they definitely have been looking at um, value for value and, you know, like Bitcoin payments and things like that. But, I mean, I think Antenapod very much is is into podcasting 2.0. Yeah, I just don't know. Just not value for value, I don't think specifically. But, yeah, not that part. But the, I think like namespace tags and stuff yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, let me, actually, let me look at that. That's a good. Uh, I was already going there to go take a look. Okay, they support the funding tag, and they use us for search. Right, it's That's a start so far. It's a yeah. start. Uh, I think I, I want to say there's more than that, and then in the the, the the website may not be current. Hmm. Uh, thank you, Bitcoin Dad Pod. Yes, uh, comic strip blogger. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> there he is. Wait, Lay, Lay, I'm sorry, Andy Layman. Andy Layman, uh, Castomatic, two hundred fifty-seven sats. He says, "Remind me again why Adam didn't like loop back in his audio devices." Oh, because it's uh, you have no control over busing. You need busing for mix minus and things of this ilk, and you need control over the audio coming from your USB device, not just a straight pass-through. It's for gamers. It's not for professional audios, audio professionals who do podcasting. Busing would be more uh, akin to what you get in something like Audio Hijack. Is that right? <clears throat> Uh, in a virtual sense, but it's like you, you can route, it's routing. It's routing, yeah, routing and control, really control over, because you can route with a with a loopback device, but you can't, you have no other control over it. It's just there There it is, you can't, you know, there's, there's never going to be any processing on it. It's just it's just a, an input, an input with no channel, and you want an input to have a, an entire strip to manipulate that input. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. Comes to a blogger, 15,033. Ooh, this is more Ooh, than you normally Hold on a second. <clears throat> yeah, he's up the ante. Uh, he chose Fountain, and he says, Howdy, Dave and Adam, since Bitcoin is dipping, so this time I donate 150% oh, of the usual. That's so nice. Yes. Now there's a guy who's thinking about us. And your listeners are welcome to listen to podcasts about AI. Oh, called really? AI.cooking. <laughs> yes. Did you know about this podcast? I've heard of it. I heard about it on uh, Curry and the Keeper. I heard it about, I hear it oh. on all different shows. Yes. Did you, did you also hear that it's uh, read by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent? Yeah, that's a guy who used to own a bar, I think. A pub. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just type in your web browser or any podcast app, AI.cooking. Yo. Yo. How you doing, Booster? Thank you, CSB. That's the delimiter. Uh, that's, that's it, it. right? That's it. Well, yep. Gee, thank you so much, everybody, for boosting your little hearts out. I haven't, is, uh, I haven't, I haven't done the math, Gregory, but... Is Gregory William Forsyth Foreman uh, a big name in the UK, uh, Oscar? I've never heard of him. But, I mean, <laughs> He's after... a hologram. He's a hologram that Comicster Blogger programmed <laughs> in his AI.cooking lab or something like that. He's in my dreams after all the delimits. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is kind of interesting. Advertising in this manner does work, oddly. 
Yes. Um, another thing, another thing that this Boostergrams are great for. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross promote your app if you're paying me. You know, po- cross cross promote your podcast. Hello. It's probably like a eight. It's probably like what ten o'clock at night over there right now, Oscar. No, no, it's, no, it's, uh, it's nine. Uh, 20 to nine. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to be uh, mindful of your time because I did have one more no, thing I wanted good. to talk about. Um, if you're game, if y'all are game, because it is the potential for opening up the API. So, uh, and that, that just, just meaning not having, uh, not needing tokens or API keys in order to access like some or all of the API calls. Um, and the idea here would be maybe maybe just search or uh i'm i'm thinking like search and then podcast by by feed id podcast by url maybe episodes by feed id maybe just like a sort of a start with a subset of uh api endpoints that could be made public and and not using an API key, and that way we get the benefit of better caching. Um, what do you do? You, I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts there, uh, Oscar? Do you think that? Do you think that would be a good way to go? Because I think. Well, let me let me flesh it out a little bit more. My my thinking is, if you know, App, Apple's API is 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 open. I think some of it is closed, but but most of it, the iTunes API. If you just want to look up basic metadata about a podcast, it is that is open, and so that in and of itself makes it easy and gives it sort of a initial what do you call it, inertia. And I think we that it would be if we want to truly be, you know, an alternative to that. It would make sense to have at least some basic calls be open as well. What do you think? Yeah, um, it's something I've thought a lot about, actually. I think there's two things that are important to consider. The first is that um, the, the way it works right now in terms of you know applying for an API key is incredibly easy. Anybody could do it. So I don't think that's a barrier or blocker to people using the API. Um, but then the second thing is, I do think that um, giving various third parties or just developers the ability to add value to the index by building on it, um, I think is really cool. And I think um, that it would be amazing if there were more options to allow third party developers to extend the index or offer additional services like search is a great example um like you know if someone wanted to create a project to extend the search so that it was more granular and had additional filters or different you know different things of that nature i think giving developers the ability to do that would be incredible and it would um make everything so much better so yeah those are my two thoughts i guess what are the benefits of opening the api dave i'm, I'm unclear on that because i i agree with oscar that it's not a not hard to set it up you mentioned caching um yeah it, it, so the, the the idea would be that you know we were behind cloudflare and um 
we could benefit from Cloudflare's caching of the results. Ah, that I would see. take currently. You know, currently, if you have to have an API key, you're changing the request metadata every time. Every time you access it, I understand. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and so it all looks to the caching uh, proxies as if they're they're calls that can't be uh, that can't be cached, can't be re- re- duplicated. And so that, that would be really the, one of the main things. And then, you know, like, like what you, like what Oscar said is, uh, well, and, and here's a, there's a simplicity argument here too, which is, um, that when, when people deliver apps that don't, um, I don't need to say this when, when, a, when, a, when a developer delivers an app to the public, uh, they're going to have to put a that doesn't use a proxy on their side. Like if they're not proxying the calls, if they're just rolling out an app and having the app itself contact the index, then they're going to have to embed the API key anyway. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I mean, the fact that you have a key is not helping much. Um, and so that's been sort of a constant thing, uh, piece of friction there is that there's you, people are rolling out their keys in the app anyway. So I'm just thinking it's just a simplicity thing and, and, a, and hopefully a, a, a load. It lessens the load as well. Um, Did the last time we discussed this, I do remember <laughs> there was a legal aspect that needed to be looked at, but I'm not so worried about it. Uh, but that's probably hmm. should just review. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're basically a lawyer, so you could do it, right? Well, yes, uh, I've I've been, <laughs> I've not passed the bar, but I've done two divorces. If that, if that helps, <laughs> yeah, and green cards. You've and done I've green done cards, a too, couple yeah. green cards. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very proficient. Yeah, um, you're like you're you're basically legal Zoom, so we can just go through. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's I, I think maybe if 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 it's legally okay, and maybe somebody can let us know if. It, that's kind of what I'm putting it out there. But you keep, but but the people. call to the value block, you would still need an API key, I presume. Uh, initially, yeah, you know, I just don't know how it goes. But so, but but really, yeah. it's it's a caching, it's an overhead, it's a uh, it's a scale issue that you're talking about. There's no other real reason than that. Uh, that and just and the simplicity, the the simplicity to make it even easier for developers. Mm-hmm. Not that it's that difficult, but you know, I mean, there's if you're doing it through through the iTunes API, you don't you just do it. You just call it. You don't have to have an a, you don't have right. to have a key. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And I'm assume I'm assuming that if there's a legal issue with it, then you would like you don't sign you don't sign terms of service with it with Apple's I, no 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 API. I, to, to, but no, no, but well. it's you cannot compare Apple uh, to us. One. <laughs> because if someone comes along and says, hey, Apple, I, I'm considering suing you over this, Apple's like, <laughs> yeah, have right. you met the, uh, have you met half of the building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but again, I, I'm, this is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I'm not that concerned about it. Well, I'm, I, it doesn't really seem like it matters much other than for you, for scalability and, uh, uh, and for developers. Like, well, you know what? That's why we have a Mastodon. People will weigh in on this. Yes, I want people to tell me why this is a, a, a great idea or a bad idea because yeah. I just don't know. Right, and that's I'm gonna, I'm not going to bring it up again. 
Good. Well, then we can scrap that off the list. All right. <laughs> it's not going right. to bring it up again. <laughs> uh, hey, are you uh, are you on your summer schedule now, Dave? Do you have uh, Friday afternoons off, or you have to go back? I'm off. I'm free and clear, baby. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I do have some people showing up, so I'm going to have to wrap it up All for right. my end. Oscar. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us once again, and thank you for all the work you're doing, and thank you for uh, being a real leader in uh, in in developing great experiences. It's quite it's quite uh, exciting to watch from uh, from arm's length. Oh well, thank you for that, Adam, and thanks for everything you guys have done. I mean, we're just following your lead, so um, yeah, appreciate everything you're doing, and we'll continue to push hard to try and just build as much as we can, really um so yeah thanks for having me on and yeah always good to chat yep yeah uh, congratulations on everything so far too because when you've it's really fountains really turned into a mature product since the last time we talked it's it's really got a lot of polish now yeah it was <laughs> i look back to the one we launched with and uh i'm very embarrassed but we're getting there slowly and if anyone listening is listening on fountain any problems just please email me oscar at fountain.fm we do have a list that we're getting to all of them so yeah just send me an email thanks everybody who sent us uh, the monthly fiat fund coupons you can donate by going to podcastindex.org scroll down to the bottom you can also send us on-chain bitcoin and of course you can boost us uh, with a modern podcast app you get it newpodcastapps.com thanks everybody in the chat room thank you for running with scissors thank you Stephen b we love you, man. Not, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. So no, don't sweat the small stuff, especially because it's just a bad look, that sweaty line up your butt crack. It's just it's not looking good. Dave, Pod Sage. Yeah. What's up? Have a great weekend, my brother. You too, man. Uh, you have a good one. Are you got, you got, uh, you got, when do you, what night do you do Tina and the Keeper? Is that, oh, we just did, tonight? we just did one on uh, Tuesday. Curry, curry oh, and the okay, keeper. Tuesdays, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Curry and keeper. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a top show, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. We'll All tell right. Tina said, hey. It will do. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the board meeting. We'll be back again Friday with another excellent meeting of the minds here for Podcasting 2.0. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. to podcasting 2.0 visit podcastindex.org for more information Go podcasting <laughs> bombshell